Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beeby-dow I bless the rains down in Africa Wait, this isn't Africa No, this is America Time yeah. for American Brews and Tunes. Yeah! yeah. And, the crowd, and the crowd goes wild. <sighs> well, welcome again to another episode of American Brews and Tunes. Yes, welcome. This One is and all. our seventh episode, believe it or not. Sure I believe is. it. I believe it. I believe it because the title says podcast number seven. Yeah, that's true. Before we get started, we'd like to mention one of our sponsors who is near and dear to our heart. It is the local Nashville folk punk act, Tree Shelf. Yes. They're a phenomenal group. Trust me. In fact, don't trust me. Search for yourself. You can find their wonderful music on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere. Everywhere else. Ev- everywhere? Ev- everywhere. <laughs> yes, we'd like to thank them for uh, donating tonight's beers. Yes, they have donated generously. But enough of that hullabaloo, that... Hibbity beep a dow. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna get straight into it. Um, what beer are you trying? I'm trying. Oh, I'm so excited about this beer. You don't even know. This called the Old Guardian. Oh, it's a barley wine. Yes, and they release this every single year. I believe it's closer to the winter time. I could be wrong, but this one they released it in 2015 as an odd year release. It's the extra hoppy edition. Ooh. 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 <laughs> uh, so I've had this aging for almost two years now. Yeah, true. And um, it says that somewhere. Uh, I'm not going to read the back of this. The back of this is like three or four massive paragraphs of a description. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and it says age this somewhere in the back. Uh, if it <laughs> what doesn't does it say right here, se- it says oh age it cellar temp. Age it cellar temp. You're right. <laughs> so it, you can age it, and that's what I did. Uh, uh, I'm an idiot though, and I aged it at. Refrigerator temp, yeah. <laughs> but who cares? It'll still be delicious. Um, I'm excited for it. I've had lots of barley wines. I've even had the regular Old Guardian um, barley wine, not the extra hoppy. So I'm, I'm kind of curious about how this is going to go. I didn't even know that Stone made a barley wine. Now you know. Wow. The more you know. That's, ain't, ain't that the truth? It is the truth. What are you drinking this week, Jesse? I will be drinking um, a beer that I'm surprised I've never had, actually. It is a Sierra Nevada beer. Um, it is their stout, but it's not their coffee stout. It is their West Coast style stout. What so, does that mean? Um, I don't really know. Uh, what do but, you think of West Coast? I think a West Coast IPA. Yeah, true. Um, but apparently, this was their beer that they one of their first beers that they started brewing in 1980. Whenever they started, and they're they, that old. Yeah, they're older than Sam Adams. And they liked it so much that they uh, that they decided to keep it going. And so this is the this was bottled on eleven uh, seventeen of last year, so kind of fresh. Yeah, so hopefully it's good for a stout because stouts you don't have to have as fresh as you have IPAs. Am I right? You're right. <laughs> All right I'm noticing some sediment and stuff on the bottom. So is of there? my beer, not yours. I'm sure yours is yeah. sediment free since ninety three. I can't really see. Right. <laughs> what do you say we crack these and pour them? It sounds like a plan. Here's my prediction. Let's let's do a little prediction right now, before you do any of uh, things. Um, mine's gonna be 
like a let's say like a nice orange color and yours is gonna be really dark <laughs> no way you think so you want to put a wager on this no because i already think you're probably right well let's put a let's put a dollar on let's put a beer on it how about that okay if i win you owe me 10 beers okay uh if we'll just, we'll just go one beer let's, let's just keep it not interesting and let's just go one beer the loser owes the other person one beer. One beer, okay. Deal. And my bet, this is what I'm going to bet. Uh-huh. I'm going to bet mine's going to be like a nice molassesy brown. Yes. Okay. And yours is going to be uh, less of an orange and more of a golden. Yeah, it's open for interpretation, so we'll see. <laughs> All right, so let's crack these open. Yes, let's. <laughs> mine's, being, Oops. mine's being difficult to open. I got it. It's just this cap is being stuck. Oh, I got it. <laughs> you probably had it like the first time you tried it. All right, let's see the verdict here. I'm going to pour mine. Which, I mean, that's what it is. It's what most stouts look like. That's kind of a mix of in between what I said and what you said. Okay. So that's a tie for that one. Let's see what yours is. That's more like a bronze. What did you say? Gold. I said golden. And I so said orange. You said orange. So it's kind of like a... It's, it's kind of like, like right in between. It's kind of like a bronze. I think we tied. Okay, we'll both. We owe each, each other, other a beer. beer. <laughs> so, it, what's actually going to end up happening for you listeners is I'm going to buy myself a beer and Jesse will buy himself a beer. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, what do you say we start this show off right? Let's give a little, little cheers first and let's say the magic phrase. Okay. There you go. I found that if you slurp, you get more flavor. Oh. Oh. What do you think of yours? It's good. That is a great descriptor. <laughs> it's a, it's well, not bad, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he said it's good. <laughs> That's how I was going to start off, and then I was going to continue describing it. But why not start off higher? Like, wow, this is, this is quite intrinsic, intrinsically phenomenal. <laughs> intrinsically phenomenal. You could. Well, I'll, I'll say this. It's a. Uh, it's marvelously malty. There you go. You got alliteration, too. Yep. It's got really nice earthy tones. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Mine's... The hops really come through. Mine's humorously hopless. Hopless? It's not as hoppy as I was expecting. I, I mean, let me give it another try and taste for the hops, but they're, okay. uh, they're not there for me. Really? For Stone to say extra hoppy. Huh. Let me, let me, let me give it another go. Maybe it's because it was aged at not... We're keeping the belch tally as per usual. Come dab for all you speakers of French out there. What? Come dab. That means tally? No. <laughs> no, that means uh, per usual. Oh. <laughs> what the heck? Ah, <laughs> oh, well, como tally vous? Here's a beer. <laughs> ah, it's got a little hop. You want to see if you pick up any hoppy notes on there? Okay, yeah, you try mine. Give that a go. We're switching brews for all of you who can't see us, which is everyone who's listening. Yours smells like a stout. Yep. It tastes... It's more hoppy than a stout, though. It's kind of nice. Oh! It is kind of hoppy. That's mm-hmm. That's got to be that West Coast. Oh, I like that. I think yours is more hoppy than mine. What do you say? A? It's definitely not... Not the hoppy that I was expecting, maybe. It's not hoppy like an IPA, though. Yeah. The hops might be there, but... You can definitely taste it. The barley wine... What do you know about barley wine styles? It's kind of like a vague catch-all... Kind of like strong ale. It's a catch-all term for... Yeah. Like a super I malty... Think, uh, I'm pretty sure barley wines are aged in... Or have something to do with port. I think. 
I could be totally wrong, though. Jesse could be making that up. I don't know. I believe him. I'm probably making it up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Too. I believe him, though. So um, you should, too. I give him my stamp of approval. <laughs> Your stamp of approval. So, um, it's, and, uh, and it's really early to tell right now. It could, oh. it could get a lot better whenever you, it warms up. Exactly. But uh, straight out of the bat, what do you think? Give it a rating. Would you give it again? What do you think? Um, I've had better barley wines. I'm talking about your beer. Oh, I'm talking about your beer still. <laughs> we're, we're doing each other's. Um, I would definitely get this beer again. It's yeah? delicious. Yeah. Go we'll give it a rating out of ten right now. Um, seven and a half. That's yeah, pretty good. eight. As no, far, well, I'm getting some hoppiness in mine. I'll get. You know what? I'm gonna give mine an eight out of ten. Okay. Eight out of ten. I like it. Not my favorite barley wine, like you were trying to say when you were trying to rate my beer, even though I didn't tell you to. <laughs> I have had better barley wines, like the, the Founders Curmudgeon's barley wine, right? Yes. Ooh, yeah. that's so delicious. That one's really good. And uh, the Sierra Nevada Bigfoot's really good, Bigfoot's too. too. But no, this this is actually a pretty good beer. Um, I would like to try it fresh sometime to see what it tastes like. Yeah, that, that's hobby. true. That actually probably would make a big difference. But, you know what they say, uh, some beers are not the best beers, and some beers are better beers. And then sometimes mm. there are butter beers. <laughs> Alohomora. Let's get to... Let's get to the heart of Brews and Tunes that is not Brews. Yep, the other half of the heart. Yeah, there I mean, are two halves, right? Yeah, I think so. Cause one, There's some chambers, one, right? One Different sends, chambers? One, yeah, one sends the blood out. And one sends one and one receives. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Let's stop talking about... Um, Heart, stars, horseshoes, clovers, and blue moons. <laughs> Pots of golden rainbows, anime red balloons. I want to be like a charms. <laughs> But it's a luck of the Irish. Top of the morning to you, Jesse. We can say something like, Welcome, what? T- welcome to American Brews and Tunes. We're real Americans here. Let's let's go and have some blood pudding. <laughs> what? That's Scottish, isn't it? Blood I don't pudding. know. But it's a luck of the Irish. Oh. <laughs> if you if you go higher in pitch, it sounds better. What do you think of your beer today? Hi, my beer's great. How's yours? <laughs> oh, it's just great. <laughs> great. That's Scottish. Except- great. Except it's, there's, if there's anybody who actually has an Irish accent listening to this, we probably definitely but, butchered the Irish accent there. No disrespect. <laughs> We're just having having some fun. Just having, having a good time. But like we said earlier, on to the music. Yes. <clears throat> we gressed there for a second. We did gress. Uh, no, that was a full digress. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't a gress. That was a full digress. This was a this was just a gress. Yeah. I was talking about digressing was a gress. Yeah. Uh, so you had me listen to the album OK Computer by Radiohead. Um, I'm just looking at how you rated these. <laughs> yeah, I, I come up with a different rating system each week. And this week, I came up with thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. It's, it was new and unique. Oh, man, that's so funny. Oh, um, that's and great. what did you listen to? I listened to an album called No Control by the band Bad Religion. What a great album. Do you want to go first or should I go first? I think um, last week you went first, but... Yeah, but you've, you've gone first quite a few times. So, so you want to go just, again? I'll just go first, yeah. All right. Okay, so um, this album called, uh, is, is No Control by Bad Religion. It was, uh, at any rate, it was released in 89. Whew, that's old. Yeah, it's definitely an older, uh, older album. So I guess keep that in mind. So there are a couple things that I wanted to say about this album. Like what? Uh, oh, nice. Before I started talking about all the songs. Um, so first of all, I like all the songs. Um, they're all great. Um, and every single song but one is super fast, uh, like super fast punk rock. 
and they all kind of have like the same type of melodic uh, phrasing structure yeah kind of yeah. like that um great structure you mean yeah yeah it's good um and all the lyrics are super dense but why are they dense because the lead singer what's his name greg graffin is the lead singer but brett gerwitz uh he's the other half of the songwriting duo so he's also a well-learned man yeah they're both really well-learned uh greg gaffin graffin graffin whoops uh, Greg Graffin has a PhD in anthropology or something like that, and and he teach. I, I can't remember if he, he got yeah, it from like Cornell a, or Stanford, but he he got he either got his PhD from Cornell or Stanford, and he also teaches at either Cornell or Stanford. I get them mixed up. Yeah, uh, so he's a very smart dude, and so literally I had to stop listening to the songs whenever I was taking my notes. And look up some of the words <laughs> because they're like they're just ridiculous. Yeah, so. like here's one word I remember from the album: conflagration. Yeah, yeah, I think I wrote some down. They like to use words like conflagration, ubiquitous, um, atomic tons, sequestering. They use big words that I would never know unless yeah. they said them. Yep, and so that's why I thought it was super interesting. Like whenever I think about Bad Religion, because like they you all their lyrics smart? are. Well, I mean, no, I do. But when you think but, of, like, punk rock, you don't think about Exactly, smarts. yeah. So I thought it was very interesting that they used, like, the... Because ba- I feel like they're using the backdrop, like, of punk rock to get their message across. Like, yeah. Like, they're, they're using, like, the really fast, like, really, like, catchy, you know, like, music. But really, it's all about the words for them. Correct. And the ways that they're book smarts, I'd say they're also street smarts because they grew up in the age of, uh, like... That early punk scene, that rough, hardcore, like, L.A. punk they, scene. They, they, yeah, they were in based in California, right? Yeah. Or they you are. Remember how No Effects talked about it in the book? Yeah. Like, that was They were the, one of the bands doing it. Oh, yeah, because uh, Fat Mike talked about, like... Listening like, to... Like, really liking suffering. Bad Religion. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll tell you what I think about these songs, but just know that they're very dense, and I do not claim to know exactly what he's saying in these songs. That's all I wanted to say before. Um, so the first song, track number one, is called Change of Ideas. Ooh, good one. Yeah, it's a very short song. It's 55 seconds long. <laughs> um, and it, it just it seems like uh, kind of a good way to start off the album. He basically just says, like, there are all these theories, all these, all these prophecies um, that are currently at work in our world, and we need a change of ideas. Like, we need to get new ideas about how life works. It kind of seems like that's yeah. what he's always saying, really. Change of ideas, change, change of ideas. What we need now is a change of ideas. <laughs> Since you haven't mentioned on it, I want to just say... Okay. You might mention it later, so forgive me if I'm still... Oh, yeah, wait. Oh, I didn't write it down, but the harmonies are amazing. Not just any harmonies, but they've got, like, three-part harmonies and stuff going on. Yeah, like, super thick harmonies. Yeah, so... What was the last time you heard three-part harmonies in, like, old punk songs? I don't know. Or many of any punk songs, yeah. Or many of any music in general. Every once in a while you hear, like, a a regular, like, secondary harmony coming in. Whatever, yeah. yeah. But to have, like, at least a three-part harmony going on in the background, woo! For, like, the whole chorus. That's unusual, All the time. Yeah. That was kind of one of the things that Bad Religion is known for, and that they kind of... I don't think they introduced it, but they definitely... Um, perfected well, it. Well, they definitely did introduce uh, three-part harmonies. No, to punk rock. Right, to, to kind of rock, yeah. 
Um, so that was change of ideas. I gave that uh, four point five out of five. Good rating. I would I feel give like most a... songs are going to be at least that or higher. Yeah, I, the, I love this album. The lowest I gave was four. So that'll do, pig. The next song is called Big Bang. This I I believe this is a song about how he doesn't really uh, like religion, and obviously with a name like Bad Religion, they don't uh, particularly like religion. This is correct. Or believe in any type of religion. Yes, that is something that uh, probably is a good thing to touch upon since with the yeah, name of Bad Religion. Yeah, true. Um, this is only because I've, I've seen a lot of interviews and read a lot of stuff. When they were starting a band back in 1980, when they formed, they came up with the name Bad Religion because they wanted to piss their parents off. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, essentially that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, they are not a religious band, and they'll, they'll talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I've seen interviews from the singer, and he said he's got friends who are Christians, and he's got no problem with it. He's, he's not, like, yeah. hostile toward it. Yeah. Uh, nothing against it. It's just he doesn't believe in it. Yeah, but yeah, I kind of get like I kind of get that out of this album though, which is not uncommon in the punk rock world. No, definitely not. But it's nice to see that he's like open to having a discussion about it. He's an academic, of course. Yeah. He's open to discussions. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but anyway, this song is uh, called "Big Bang." Song big about... Bang, Big Crunch. You know, there's no free lunch. Yeah. Kneel down and pray. There's gonna be a judgment day. <laughs> yeah. At the end of, uh, or halfway through this song, um, there's a super nice key change. Or it might not be a key change, but it's like a half-step-up key change. It's super nice. What's um, next? Well, first of all, I gave that song a 4 out of 5. Uh, I couldn't give them all 4.5s out of 5s. Well, I'd give this one a 5 out of 5 because it's just so well, fast yeah. and awesome and catchy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The next song, uh, track number three, is called No Control. Oh, if this isn't a five out of five for you, then I'm just going to... I don't know what to believe in. What would you give it? If I went by your rating system, I would give it two thumbs up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so two thumbs up translates to five out of five. Yes, exactly. The theme of the whole album is... The no, overarching theme. The over, yeah, the overarching theme is... Which is why they titled the album so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But sometimes bands title albums that don't mean anything. You exactly, know? exactly. Um... So the song No Control um, is basically a song saying or saying that we don't really have control over anything in life, really. Everything's random. Everything, yeah, everything's random. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like a really... uh, Which is a theme that comes around a lot in not only punk rock, but a lot of mainstream, a lot of... Well, not even mainstream, just a lot of music in general, a lot of movies. That's a very pop culture-centered theme. Like the Coen Brothers. Yes, uh, very much Coen Brothers. Yeah, and it's not something that I agree with per se, <sighs> per se. Um, but um, I've heard the theme so many times that I'm not surprised. Yeah, and like for me, I completely understand the theme because, like, or completely understand that idea. Yeah, growing up in this culture, it's just because there's. I mean, well, I mean, now that we like have the internet and everything, we can see like so many things that are happening around the world. Oh my gosh. Brad Pitt's no longer with Angelina? What? I have no control in life. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. I know. If I could get Brangelina back together, I would. I wouldn't. So I would so quick. You don't even know. Brad Pitt needs to roam free. <laughs> Come now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no idea. What is Brangelina without Brad Pitt? Nothing. No, it's Angelina. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I'll tell you the joke the game group said. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's just keep on with no control. So a jumper cable walks into a bar. This is so terrible already. But I, oh, <laughs> right. really I actually bad. like where it's going. But It's really bad, but it's, it's supposed to be like a dad joke. I love dad jokes. So a jumper cable walks into the bar. Yeah. Sits down. And the bartender says, I'll serve you a drink, 
As long as you don't start anything. <laughs> get it? Yep, I get it. <laughs> that is so bad. I know. Uh, anyway, but it would have been like more hilarious if the bartender says, he says, yeah, but I'm going to have to charge you for it. How's that for a, a punchline? <laughs> That'd be I like that better. Funny, yeah. I like that better. But yeah. my goodness, is this song catchy? Yeah. Uh, uh, th- I, I, I'm going to say this is probably my favorite song on the album. It might be mine as well. Yeah. It, um, it's probably one of their most popular, uh, not their most, but it's it's up there. I think if you see there? them live, they're probably going to play this play one. Yeah, mm. I think it's generally a staple of their live performance. Yeah. Um, I wrote down for this song that it has great harmonies. Mm-hmm. Awesome harmonies. Um, so on he tra- uses big words, but yeah. Yes, he does. He uses very big words. Um, so the next song, uh, next song is called "Sometimes I Feel Like." Do 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 Now, why did I do that? Because that's the drum part. Yeah. But the guitars come in in between each digga digga digga. Am I right or am I right? I believe you're right. Oh, I know I'm right. Uh, there's a really cool guitar effect that they use in this. What is it? They go, sometimes I feel like... And then it's like... Wow, wow. It's like some type of flange or phaser. Some type of phaser effect. Or like flange. a mix of flange, phaser, reverb, uh, like a whole bunch of stuff. It's not like that cheesy sounding one that's way like too yeah. present. You can just, it's enough to tell that it's there. And it's almost like what he's doing and is just placing his what finger... What about for people who don't know what flange or phaser is? How would you explain that? Um... It kind of sounds like the guitar is going like, yeah. But nevertheless, it is a very thick, uh, very thick sound, and it almost sounds like he's just placing his finger on the guitar and just going like up and down the neck with one of his fingers going. He could be. He could be too. He probably is. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of Billy Idol and White Wedding. White Wedding. You know, at the very beginning. No, but. He does it. He literally goes up and down the guitar neck with his finger. I can imagine. Uh, if, if any of you know the song "White Wedding," or if you don't know it, look it up. It's literally the first five seconds is just the sound. <laughs> or you could look up the song. Sometimes I feel like and listen to the cool guitar part. Either way, how about this? I will post a video of "White Wedding" underneath this on our website. Okay. Speaking of which, we have done a bad job of talking about this. But yes, we post the songs on SoundCloud. We're going to put them on our Facebook page, but please visit our website at oh, bruisingtunespodcast.com. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We put up every episode, and that's where all the bonus content is. Yeah. That's where we put all the links, all the pictures, all the goodies, and all the fun stuff. All the things that you never knew you wanted until right now. Yeah. Bruisingtunespodcast.com. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's Bruise and Tunes not Podcast. Mm, tunes. It's Bruise and Tunes Podcast.com. Yep. Check out the website. I think you guys will dig it. Um, I gave this song four out of five. Good rating. Um, it seemed like, it seemed like this song was kind of about like going insane mm-hmm. in a way, but insane might not be the right word. Yeah. But it's something like that. All right. What about the next song? The next song. Got to turn Why don't my you page flip here. it a page? Flip it a page. The next song. Flip it a page, man. Why don't you flip it a page, man? <laughs> oh my gosh. Flip it a BS, man. Are you, you the Are you the shrunken head in Harry Potter three? You haven't seen I Love You Man yet, have you? No. Ah. Oh. I mean, I know the slap it a bass. Slap line. it a BS, man. I know that slap line. Slap it a BS, man. Anyway, uh, track number five is called Automatic Man. The Automatic Man. Yeah, I I love <laughs> this song. It's a great song. I give this song a 5 out of 5 as well. Wow, I, I don't know if I'd give it a 5 out of 5, but it's it, uh, obviously it's a great song. I, but I just like it. Fair enough. 
I just really, really, really like it. And this is also the first time you hear that where they do a, like a break, like a pause, and then come back in with the automatic man. This kind of describes like the modern man as like a superhero. Um, like the Ubermensch? Definitely not like the Ubermensch. So I wrote down a lyric from this. Uh, and basically, like, this song is about how the modern man, like, just kind of, like, describing the modern man and also describing just, like, modern life in general. And one of the quotes, uh, one of the lyrics that I really liked from this song uh, says, His opinions are determined by the status quo. So, like, he's talking about the modern man and how, like, he doesn't really have an opinion, like, a real opinion about anything. He just, like, goes with what everybody else is thinking and he's like making him out to be like this superhero. Uh, he says like, just you must have seen him in the books and magazines. And then this is the first song where, uh, <clears throat> nice belch. Where there's a, uh, they like, they go through and it's like kind of at like the, like three fourths of the way through the song. And there's like a nice pause. And then uh, they go back into the quote unquote chorus where they just kind of sing automatic man. And there's like a nice pause and you're like, man <laughs> it's, uh, that was a nice pause there too right yeah but um so i give that song a five out of five i love it's a great song and the next song <clears throat> track six is called i want to conquer the world and if this song is not five out of five then i don't know what to do with my life and of course he's pointing to it and it's a five out of it's five. five out of five yeah I, li- I really really like this song um so this song i believe what he's saying is that one thing, i.e., like religion, science, uh, diplomacy, like government, um, can't give people true peace. Yeah. And so, and then what he's saying th- in this song is that he wants to conquer the world and give all the idiots a brand new religion. <laughs> yeah. To so, give them true peace in a way. But if he's saying all these people are wrong, what makes him right? Exactly, but I know it's, it's just, just it's, it's just me playing yeah. as an advocate right now. He's got the lyrics. Um, I kind of I, I wrote down read some of the lyrics. Okay, because so just they're to all, read you some uh, lyrics. Here's a lyrics reading session. Um, yeah, exactly. We're in the poetry chop. Yep. Snaps for me, please. Finger snaps for Jesse. Snaps for me, please. Bring out your snaps. Bring okay. out your snaps. <laughs> no, stop I'm it. not snapped yet. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> if any of you get that reference. Uh, <laughs> You guys are my best friends then. <laughs> um, so the first uh, the lyrics are... I'm hey, not snapped yet! <laughs> I'm sorry. If you haven't snapped yet... <laughs> I'm not snapped yet. I'm not snapped yet. Um, we should get a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> uh, Alright. Um, I know, I know. So, um, hey brother Christian with your high and mighty, high and mighty errand. Your actions speak so loud, I can't hear a word you're saying. Hey, sister, bleeding heart with all of your compassion. Your labors soothe the hurt, but can't assuage temptation. And assuage basically means, um... Crap, I can't remember now. Assuage, uh, like... Calm down calm, or yeah, like calm, get rid uh, of. Calm a temptation, yeah. yeah. Get rid of. Just We'll just say get rid of. Yeah, so like I said, religion, science, like diplomacy. Then the next line is, uh... Hey, man of science, with your perfect rules of measure... Can you improve this place with, with the, the data, data that you gather? <laughs> yes, with the data that you gather. Hey, Mother Mercy, can your loins bear fruit forever? Is your 
big comedy a trip? No. Nope. Is your is your fecundity a trammel or a treasure? Oh, I've I've misdone that word for a long time. Then and fecundity means uh, fertility, essentially. Whoa. Trammel or a treasure? Wow. A trammel, uh, I believe, trammel just means something like, is it a hindrance or bad? So just literally based on those lyrics that you read. Obviously, you can't hear those words and know exactly what he's saying unless you pull up a dictionary. <laughs> yes, literally, literally. But what he's saying is all of these people he's referencing specific, specific um, groups of groups beliefs. Of people, groups or, of beliefs. He's saying you all probably have good, um, good, uh, like good ideas about good how, to, how to give good ideas. Peace. But but can you truly give people peace? I think that's what he's saying. Right, and then he says, and I want to conquer the world. Give all the idiots a brand new religion. Put an end to poverty and cleanliness and toil. Uh, promote equality uh, in all my decisions. Yes. With a wink of the eye and a God, you must be joking, quote unquote. Um, so he's he says, saying it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he said it's impossible. Um, even, even if he did conquer the world, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because there's too many different people. And not everyone's going to think the same way, right? Yeah. I, and this is essentially what I'm thinking. I, it's, he is too hard Honestly, to interpret. Honestly, who, who knows what he's actually Who knows saying? what he's actually like, saying? This is what I interpret. He's the saying, only way we'd be able to know what he's actually saying is, is if, if he came here and told us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's saying all these specific groups of people who have their own ideas of how to make the world better. It's delicious. It's really difficult to make all those ideas come together and coexist and co... Um, work together I don't know for lack yeah. of a better term individually they aren't going to work together they're not going to work and so he's going to conquer the world and make it work and in the end yeah. he says there's no way yeah um, so you got to learn to balance it out somehow but I'll uh, I'll just finish reading out these lyrics and then move on to the next song because I think they're pretty great and there's also a really funny line too <laughs> okay I want to conquer the world expose the culprits and feed them to the children this is the best line I'll do away with air pollution and then I'll save the whales <laughs> We'll have, have peace on earth and global, global communion. communion. Then I want to conquer the world yeah. again. So great song! It's a super good song. I mean, super catchy. Great guitar solo. Great uh, drum. Yeah, it's, it's all around well done song. It's just a great song. Anyway, next song. Next, next song, song is called Sanity, and this is the slowest song. This is the only slow song all the way through. And I would even call it like a slow mid tempo song. I wouldn't even call it like a slow yeah, slow it's song. Like, but compared dun, dun, to every dun, single dun, thing, dun, 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 dun. yeah. Compared to everything else in the album, it's really slow. But compared to music in general, it's like a slow mid tempo song. What do you say about this though? I said this song seems like a song uh, about trying to stay sane in the world, uh-huh. essentially. Well, I think he says and sanity. Did he say that? But the way it he sounds, says it though, it, it sounds, sounds like, like he says insanity. It sounds like he's saying insanity. Uh, he talks about things that are, he believes, are fundamental in life. Um, like what? Food? Like confusion is a fundamental state of mind. Well, food's a fundamental state of my diet. <laughs> I'm just being difficult. Yes, you are. Playing the devil's advocate, come dab. Whatever that means. Pre-use. Keanu Reeves style is what you meant to say. Back to the next song, track eight. Henchmen. It's only a minute and like seven seconds long. But it's just so good. Um, and essentially, the song is about not being somebody's henchman. Uh-huh. Basically. So, kind of like, like it's saying, like, be like yourself. be an individual. Like, figure out what you believe and stick to it. And, like, don't follow the status quo. Well, first of all, it starts off really fast. And then it kind of goes into, like, a weird... Like, it slows down, but it goes into double time. Yes. Um, but he says, 
and what good advice have I got for you? And then it goes into the halftime double time. He's like, don't be a henchman. Stand on your laurels. Which are like all your cheap. I like to look up laurels too. Um, at first I looked up and it's I looked up laurels and it said like green shrubbery. Yeah, like, and I was uh, like I was like that's not what he's saying. We have lots of laurels in Pennsylvania. So yes. yes. Um, but then I looked it up further and he said it's basically like your achievements. So essentially like be proud of what you've done and like stand by who you are and don't be a henchman. <laughs> exactly. So it's a very very short song, but it's awesome. Um, the next song it must look pretty appealing. Oh, good song. Um, I gave that five out of... Oh, I gave Henchman five out of five, and I gave Track Nine five out of five as well. So two five out of fives in a row. Um, so this song is called It Must Look Pretty Appealing. <clears throat> and it's essentially... What I got out of it is a song about uh, looking at other people's mm-hmm. lives and realizing that they're kind of living awesome lives. And then you being like, man, I wish I could live like a life like that, but then not doing anything to change how you live. The grass always looks greener, but when you're in that situation, is it? Yeah, and I mean, I think that's kind of the point of this song, is that... The it point always... is, grass can only get so green. <laughs> what? I'm telling you, get yourself a grass-colored crayon. That color doesn't change, my brother. So Jesse's is laughing because he doesn't get my reference. I don't. It's just weird. I just made it up right now. It's not a reference to anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh... So we should make that into a t-shirt get yourself a grass colored <laughs> crayon <laughs> that's as green as it's ever gonna get yep <laughs> oh goodness gracious so that's two, let's, that's, with that let's move on to the next song that's two t-shirts for tonight that's two t-shirts for the night yes if, if you get to our uh, Facebook page and recommend a t-shirt we will 100% seriously consider making that t-shirt yeah. um, I'll, I'll think of t-shirts until there are no t-shirts left yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna move on now. Yeah, move on. Okay. Track ten is called You. Um, this is a, a really really good song. I gave it a five out of five. Um, Another staple to the live performance. Yeah, it's definitely um, a uh, commentary on religion. I would say, but it's it's really interesting. And this is why at the beginning of the time I was talking about this, I I said that um, like he definitely wants like a conversation about religion. Like he just doesn't want to hate on it. Exactly. He definitely wants to be able to like actually talk about it with people. Um, because there's one lyric in this song that I'm definitely I'm like almost 100 percent sure is a reference to a Beatles song. Um, that's a bold statement. It has to be. He uses the same melody, the same words. So what's the what's the actual lyric? Uh, the lyric is. There's no time for fussing or fighting, my friend. I'm trying to think of a Beatles song where he says that. You don't remember? Um, well, let me... let me. Oh, uh, top of my head, I don't remember it. Let me tell you, it's the, uh, try to see it my way. Oh, we can work Only it out? Only time will tell if I am right or I am wrong. And then on, like, the bridge. Then on the bridge, is like, life is very short. And there's no time. Of fussing and fighting, my friend. Oh, yeah. And he uses yes. he uses that fussing same exact and fighting, melody. Fighting, my friend. He uses that same same exact melody in so, this song. Okay. And so, in the context of what he's saying in this song, that song definitely makes sense. Like, uh, like try to see it my way. Only time will tell if I'm right or wrong. Like, I'll just take that lyric and say that that's what he's saying with this song. Okay, I, I so, like that. That's interesting. So the commentary on religion. So like in the. <clears throat> In the song, he says, uh, "He says you, 
painted my entire world. So like painted, made, painted. So world. like made it made it the way it is. And then and he also I says, and I don't have the turpentine to clean what you have soiled. Yeah. If if you listen to the song, look up that Beatles song too. And I am almost a hundred percent sure that it is. I I've never thought about the song that way before. This. So that, that yeah. kind of puts a, a really good spin for me. It has to be referencing it. But anyway. I Next give that a five out of five. I'll take no. I'll I'll go through these last ones quick because we gotta get to OK progress. Computer as well. That's, this song, this song is, um, progress starts off kind of so like yeah yeah. It starts off slow, but then like it within like thirty seconds it goes fast. Less than thirty seconds. Yeah. It, it starts off and you think it's gonna be another slow song because it's like you think you're like ooh, not a fast punk song. song. But then they go into it. Then they get real fast. Yep. Uh, um, I give this song five out of five as well. Um, and I'll just say one line that kind of sums up what this song is about. I say that progress is a synonym, synonym of time. We are all aware of it, but it's nothing we refine. That's pretty much the message of that song. So he's saying progress is, is progress. Point, progress is, is relevant, but it's pointless. This song is called I Want Something More. Super good song. I gave it a 4 out of 5. It's only 47 seconds long. It's super good, though. And there is a literal... Uh, pause where they stop it where it's like I want something more I want something and then the actual song itself cuts out but it something is cut off in a weird way it's like something and so it cuts off almost like if you're listening to a cassette tape that wasn't recorded correctly it sounds like someone actually like went into your cassette tape scraped off the a portion of it yeah or scratch your CD or whatever yeah or I guess since in today's society we all do files uh, corrupted your mp3 at one section I don't know um, and you wait like maybe like three seconds tops right four seconds four seconds and then it comes in with a three part harmony the rest of the band more yeah so he's like and I Jesse, want something more you came up to me and you're like I, I think I don't have I, my version of this album got ruined I think something happened to this song is this how it's yeah. supposed to sound yeah and I was like I was like, what are you talking about and you showed it to me I was like yeah that's how it's supposed yeah. to sound yeah because I, I downloaded it off of uh, Google Play. And so I was like, oh crap, like maybe my like file got, like, they didn't like download this song properly. Anyway, I gave that song 4 to 5. It's super good, but I wish it was longer. Word. That's the reason I gave it 4 to 5. The next song is called Anxiety. It's kind of like a song talking about how you can't really live life without being anxious about something. He says, the foundation of society is anxiety. So it rhymes, first of all. Society, anxiety. Yeah, so so essentially it says the foundation of society is anxiety. Because normally what, what pushes people to do more is like the is anxiety of something bad that's going to happen to you or someone else that you love or something like that or the human race. Um, and so thus that pushes people into making, you know, like new technologies like... Uh, I mean, like making the car, making the airplane, you know, whatever else you want to say. Um, the anxiety of not being able to progress or not being able to save a life or not being able to, you know, save your loved ones is what pushes the world forward. Um, so that's why he says the foundation for society, the foundation for our culture, the foundation for progress is anxiety. Um, I gave that one 4.5 out of 5, though. I'm sure you probably would have given that one five out of five, though. Nah, you know, you know me. I really yeah. like the, I like the fast songs. Maybe uh, one and a half thumbs up. Oh, come on. Anyway, the next song, track fourteen. Yes. Uh, second to last is called Billy. I'm gonna go through this pretty quick. 
Um, basically, this song is about a guy who essentially wasted his life. Um, you know, just going to your nine to five, doing whatever, just kind of you know wasting your days doing some stuff that doesn't really mean much. Boring stuff. Yeah, which uh, I mean, like we're all kind of guilty of that. Like I've wasted days away before, you know. But yes. So there's this life that's kind of wasted, but like there's no justice for that person after. And it's a kind of a depressing song. I give yeah. it four. I give, I give it four to five. That's really catchy, though, isn't it? That's a very catchy and song. Billy was a da, 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 da. Yeah, um, it's a very very good song. Um, but last, onwards. But onwards. Last track, track number fifteen. Uh, it's called "The World Won't Stop <clears throat> Without You." The title says it all. Is what I wrote down. The main uh, the main lyric in this is. Uh, the world won't stop without you. So it harkens back to this theme of no control. Like you have no control what happens in the world, really. But that is kind of a good way to end the album, too, though. Because it kind of harkens back to this idea that even though at the beginning of the album he said, we need new ideas, like we need a new way of thinking. At the end, he says, but really the world's going to go on without me. Regardless. And, of course, this is all just my interpretation of it. I have no idea what he actually said about this album. So let's get an overall. The, uh, overall, the I gave this album a four point seven five out of five. Um, super dense. There's a lot of big words, but the theme of no control is very evident throughout the entire album, and that's I actually really really like that. So although all the music is very uh, kind of similar in general, like listening to the words though is really nice for this album. So yeah, four point seven five to five. I think I'd actually agree with you there. I'd give it a four seven five. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd say this is my favorite Bad Religion album. Um, they have an album called Stranger Than Fiction. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. That's another one. I I almost recommend does that, that have uh, which one does that have on it? Twenty first Century Digital Boy Infected. You'd know those two songs. Which one has Suffer on it? Suffer. Suffer. It's called okay. Suffer. Yeah. Forgot about that. Uh, but. Um, uh, Check out more of their albums to you listeners if you haven't had them before. I'm probably going to check them out, too. I'll, 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 I have all their albums. I'll let you listen to some, dude. Um, anyway. So on to my album, right? So this, uh, this, uh, this episode might go a little bit long. Uh, so you maybe listen to what album again? Because I don't remember. It is by a band called Radiohead. I know. I remembered. I just wanted you to say it. Um, it's called OK Computer. Yes, this is correct. Um... <clears throat> So let me um, start with the, the It's top. almost like saying, okay, Google. <laughs> oh, come on. I was, I was literally going to reference <laughs> oh, that <really>? later. Yes. <laughs> oh, crap. Sorry. So, <sighs> I'm sorry. This album came out in 1997, so it, again, is an old album. 20 years old. Um, funny thing, up until yesterday, I did not know that Radiohead was from England. Yeah, yeah. They're a, a British band. Yep. I thought they were American. Yes, they are from England. Yeah. Um, so... Before I ever listened to this album, I only knew one song by Radiohead called Creep. That's right? probably the song that most people know by them. And I'm trying to think. I think the first time I heard it was probably when I was either in middle school or high school on VH1's Top Songs of the 90s. <laughs> okay, yeah. And they picked Creep by Radiohead. And the thing I remember specifically about this was they said this song was phenomenal, great, but... The band itself did not like the song and did not want to play it live. 
Yeah. And when I thought about that, I was like, what the heck? If I was a band and my song was popular, I'd play that song live till I died. Right? Yeah. Like, you think I about mean, that? But then, when I listened to this album, OK Computer, it made sense. Yeah. Yep. The song Creep reminds me of Creed. It reminds me of Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, that 90s grunge Grungy sound. rock, yeah. And Radiohead is anything but grunge. And so for them, like, if I put myself in their shoes, they're known for a grungy-sounding song when they're not a grunge band. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like a fluke. Yes, it literally is a fluke. But OK Computer, um, based on my research, yeah. was their first album that kind of broke the mold for them. Because they were, mm-hmm. obviously, Creep had already happened. They had another album afterwards. Yeah. And so... What was that, The Benz? Yes, The Benz. Yeah. They were known for that sound. Um, in this album, they purposefully, and this is not my quote, they wanted to go for atmospheric shock. That's, that's what they said. And they hearkened it to Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Not as like they wanted it to be like that big thing, but kind of like different, not what you expect. Right, right. For all of you who don't know much about Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys... In my opinion, that is their best album. They went from like surfing USA, that type of song, to the beach rock. Yeah, the, the classic beach rock to songs like "Wouldn't It Be Nice." Yeah, I love that song. It's a great song, isn't it? Not enough to wait so long. But sonically, that album, instead of having like two guitars, a bass, and a drum, they've got. Timpanis, a lot of instruments, yeah. Cellos, mandolins, every single instrument you can imagine. It still has the, the really nice harmonies that they. Oh, they had Beach Boys are, are known for those harmonies, but oh yeah, nobody expected that sound out of the Beach Boys. Uh, yeah, nice belch. And so uh, that's what I'm saying. No one would expect this sound out of Radiohead. Out of Radiohead, okay, yeah, it makes sense. And based on my research, <laughs> based on my research of Wikipedia. <laughs> You know what? Forget it. Wikipedia is reliable now. I don't care what you say. I would say it probably is, yeah. For the most part. They have a lot of people checking them. Yes, checking they up do. On it. And so, this album, most people like kind of had that expectation. And when they turned this album into the record company, the record company did not think it was commercially viable. Really? Yes. Interesting. Wow, that makes it sound And this so is... This came out in 97, and it was widely and still considered their greatest accomplishment ever yeah and some, they've had they've had good albums since correct some, i mean yeah yeah definitely um some people i think i believe would consider this like one of the best albums of all time yes not Along, even in, not even in their catalog but yeah of but all just time. of all time yeah. yeah agreed all right so let's delve in like alongside london calling and and uh and and the state yeah <laughs> yes and and state. Too, yeah yep <laughs> all right <clears throat> Oh, yeah, let's delve in. Let's so, delve in. the first song is called Airbag. And so, so, just again, keep in mind this is from 97. This is not a new album. 20 yeah. years old at this point. We're in 2017. Like, this album is 20 years old. Whenever I first heard this album, I like could have thought that it was from like current. Because everything like that, that he says is relevant. It sounds like he's commenting on today's society. Correct? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, the first song, Airbag... What what do you have to say about the song other than it's a great opener? 
Um, it starts out with this guitar tone, like a heavy, distorted guitar tone, which kind of sets a... I wouldn't say the tone for the album, but it sets a tone. Am I right? But it also has this weird, like, looped drum feel kind of. You know like you know what I mean? But it's... Yes. It, it 100% loop drum, which is not a bad thing by any means, but that gives it more of a mechanical feel uh, as yeah. opposed to a... Um, acoustically played drum set by a, yeah, a, a drummer. That's probably what they're going for. I assume that by hearing everything from this band, they meant to do this. They wanted that sound. Oh, yeah. Everything that's what they wanted is for. very intentional. One of the things I noticed about this song was the chorus. I listened to this song for a long, long time, and I had absolutely no idea what he said until I brought up the lyrics. Yeah. And what he says is... Um, an interstellar burst, I'm back to save the universe. Correct? Mm-hmm. If I did not pull those lyrics up, I promise you 100%, I would never know that's what he said. Yeah. He kind of... It's kind of like, like Would muddles. you say mumble? Like mumbles or muddles his word pur- words purposely. And now that I know that they're British, do you think that has something to do with it? Maybe. Um, in the verses, he kind of brings back the Am I Born Again lyric a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And, like, that uh, the seatbelt saved your life, the airbag saved your life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, my guess is, and I read this somewhere. I don't know how true this is. Someone said that he he actually was in a car accident a decade oh, before this I album have, came I out. I have no idea. And an airbag saved his life. Whether that's true, I don't know. Right. But what I imagine is if I'm in a car accident and an airbag saves my life, I'm going to have a new look on all of life. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to have a... I'm, I don't want to say born again, but, like, I've got a new lease on life, right? Yeah. And so I think that's what he's saying. I don't know. What do you think about this song? Well, I like, Killer. The, I like the whole album. Yeah, so. but whatever. Here, here's what I give this song. Two thumbs up. Gosh. And if you look at the picture... Yeah. Those are what, two is that in the, what is that in the middle? It's nothing. It's scratched out. Trust me. What is it, though? What was it? I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next song. <laughs> just, the next song is Paranoid Android. <laughs> So, uh, Jesse's laughing because uh, the ratings I gave these <laughs> pictures. The see, ratings. See, one of the first things he was check marks. Jesse's getting mad because I rate albums differently you every week. You have to have a consistent. Do you know what I say about consistencies? Forget consistency. Live your own life. Um, uh, here's here's why. I just wasn't expecting two like two fists with thumbs up or down. He's laughing because right next, right next to my fist. descriptions of the songs, I literally drew pictures of thumbs drew up fists. or down. Just either up or down. How or, about this? Or neutral. How about this? If this does not get you to go to a website, I don't know what will. I will post a picture of my <laughs> yeah. ratings on the website for you to look at this, okay? This is too funny. All right, let's keep going. All right. So for this song, Paranoid Android, That's this right. song is almost seven minutes long. Six minutes and 47 seconds long. So it's almost seven minutes long. Exactly, 13 seconds away. For the pop song, this is too long. Am I right? It's not supposed to be a pop song. I'm up, but I'm saying, for a pop song, this is too long. Yeah, correct? but why are you comparing it to a pop song? I'm just saying. I'm not comparing. I'm just okay, saying. Okay, if it so was a pop song. If you're song, saying conventionally a pop sh- song is like three minutes and 30 seconds, yes. That's what I'm saying. This is too long. Yes. But it's not a pop but, song, though. This song has what I would say three different sections. Oh yeah, definitely. The they, first section is that arpeggiated acoustic section, right? Mm. Where he's kind of like, I don't know, it, it, acoustic arpeggios. What would you say about that? Like the, it's the intro of the song. Yeah. And it's got the really catchy melody. But then the next section 
is the one. And again, he plays it on acoustic guitar at first. Yeah, but it comes back in electric. It comes back in the the bass guitar and also on the electric. That's section two. Section two, which is completely different from section one with the arpeggio guitar. Well, he takes he takes the bridge section into a to a whole whole new level. Disregard that for now. Okay, it's a different section, correct? It's the B section. Yes, but then there's a C section. Yeah. Oh, not, not that C sounds section. weird. That section, sounds weird. Section C. The, th- yes. the third section, which is titled C. Not a C section. Not a C section. <laughs> I, section I did, C. I did not think about that until I said that. Section, section C. C. <laughs> um, and I would classify that as the <coughs> ooh section. The ooh section? Where the vocalists come in ooh. Okay. ooh. You know what I mean? A bunch of vocalists, a lot of harmonies. And then after I mean, that section, I mean, yeah, they come that, in with the B section that's again. Debatable. Correct? That's debatable. It's more like B prime. Whatever. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. There are three different specific music chunks that come in in this song. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it's. I can't think this for myself. I read this online. They were trying to hearken it to like Bohemian Rhapsody having different sections of songs, different sonic structures, different. Motifs, you know what I mean. I mean, I don't know about hearkening it to Bohemian Rhapsody, but I know, that's a stretch. But that's what I read. Just in general, having they're taking musical form to a different level that rock isn't used to. That, that's yeah, all I would say. Yeah, exactly. But, but they've got the, three different sections in the song, at least three, maybe more. But whatever. But there's one the, thing I want to touch on first. Okay. Uh, he sings a line, and then this computer voice comes in, like a monotonous yeah. computer voice, and it says, "I may be paranoid." But I'm not an android. And when I think of that, I'm like, well, well, you are a computer. Here's how it sounds. Again. I may be paranoid, but I'm not an android. And again, this is 97, so I don't know when Android phones were launched, but I don't think it was in 97. He's not talking about Android phones. Exactly. But he's talking but about like, computers. Like, but like people nowadays would probably hear that and say Android. Dragon Ball Z androids. Oh, computers. Dragon, Dragon Ball Z computers. androids. Okay, yeah. And gotcha. so he's talking about that, obviously. <laughs> Obvious. Obviously, obviously, about, obviously, he's talking about Dragon Ball Z. Um, but to have an a like a computer robotic voice to come in and say, talking, yeah. "I may be paranoid, but I'm not an android." There's a reason he made that come in with the computer voice. Yeah, because he's trying to say no, it's not true. It's yeah. just, this is an android. Yeah. But anyways, I gave the song one thumb up. I don't know how you could get that one thumb up. I'll get one thumb up here in my two book. Two thumbs up. No, 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 way no, no, up. no, 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 no. Shut your mouth. Because oh. one thumb up is good in my book. One thumb up is I will listen to this song again. Wait for my ratings later. Oh, okay. So wait, no thumbs up is is like halfway. There, there are thumbs down also. Remember mm-hmm. that. Okay, yeah. All right. So let's move on to this song is number a more three. Complex rating system than I thought. I told you. You thought you knew what I was talking about, but you didn't. Song number three, Subterranean Homesick Alien. Now, what could this be a reference to, I wonder? I don't know. There's a couple things that it could be, Steve. Um, Why don't you enlighten them? There's a song by uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. A.K.A. Robert Zimmerman. A.K.A. Robert Zimmerman. Robert Cinnamon. (laughs) A.K.A. Wendell. No, no, stop, stop, stop. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. That's from episode two. We're hearkening back. Stop, stop, no. Um, A.K.A. Robert Zimmerman uh, from the best state in the world, um, from the best state in the world, Minnesota, Hibbing, Minnesota, to be exact. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has Ooh. he has a song called "Subterranean Homesick Blues." So, 
I'm not really sure if it's a direct reference to that or I think it is, but it could be. I think it is, to be honest. Not only did I give it two thumbs up. Wow. But look, in the middle, I gave it a star. Wow. Oh, is that what you crossed out earlier? Yes. I you crossed that earlier. A star earlier. Okay. I call this a recommend star. Oh, I didn't recommend any songs. We'll do that later. Okay. So this is one of the songs I recommend you listen to. Subterranean Homesick, Homesick Alien. Alien. This is a great song. Um, So literally, the very first time I listened to this album, this song stuck out to me because... In the chorus, when he says, I'm uptight. Yeah. I'm uptight. That that lyric, it was just so melodically pleasing. pleasing Obviously pleasing. It was just something that I didn't expect to come in this song. And it it happened, and it was so catchy, so drawing in. I just really loved it. Uptight. So literally, the first thing that I loved was the melody. But... Once I read the lyrics and listened to what he's saying, I loved the song even one cabillion times even more. <laughs> That's not a real number. That's how much I loved it more. Not one cajillion. Cabillion. One cabillion. Because what he's saying is essentially Ugh. everyone on earth is living this like like a shallow life, right? And they're afraid to do what they want or what they feel so they just live their casual expected lives yeah kind of like that bad religion song yes but uh, here's a twist on this song it's all through the perspective of an alien right yeah yeah he's he's saying like there's an alien hovering above earth making home like home videos to take home yeah making movies making old movies of for the folks back home and here um i don't like to give too many like song quotes because i don't want to dense the thing up with lyrics but i have to give lyrics for this song okay he talks about people watching your feet for cracks in the pavement so when i think of that yeah what do you think of well like someone walking in their everyday life and they're like it's like oh what should they pay attention to what should they pay attention to the ground because nothing above like matters nothing above the ground level matters right but he also says like um that like these aliens are filming videos of people that lock up their spirits and drill holes in themselves like to live in their secrets and that's a direct quote from the song yeah yeah of these people who have feelings have emotions lock have secrets, secrets and you know what they do with them they bury them, them deep up. because yeah. they don't think that's what society wants uptight yes they're uptight uptight and, and Tom, the singer, it's spelled T H O M. T H O M, yeah. Tom. 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 It's Tom. 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 You call him Tom. I'm going to call him Thom. I know his name's Tom, but I want to call him Thom for the podcast. Okay. (laughs) So, literally, Thom. I can't do it. I can't do it seriously. I'm going to call him Tom, yeah. Yeah, it's Tom, yeah. He's saying he wants to be abducted by these aliens. Yeah. So he can see the people for who they really are and live that way. How deep is that? That's pretty crazy. It's just as deep as that Bad Religion song. Yes. Yeah. But I did not expect this until I read the lyrics. And right. I was just like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah definitely. And so uh, that's why I gave us two songs and a rec- or two thumbs up and a recommendation. And a star. Well, that star is a recommendation. Okay, yeah. Next song? Yes, next song. Which is song number four, which uh. is called Exit Song in parentheses for a film. 
One of my favorite songs musically. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Do you want to tell me just, why or should well, I explain Just first? keep explaining and then I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, and based on my research, this song was literally written for the movie Romeo plus Juliet. Do you know the movie? No. I cannot remember who it was directed by, but Leonardo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio played Romeo... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was set in modern times. Like instead of uh, drinking poison, they shot each other in the head or something like that. Oh, it's weird. It, it's weird and contemporary. I didn't know that. Uh, but I read somewhere that the director came to them and asked for a song and showed them the last 30 minutes of the film. So they wrote the song. And when you think of the last portion of Romeo and Juliet, it's depressing. It's suicide. Well, yeah, this hopelessness. Song is not depressing. And yes, this song is. I don't, it's so melancholy sounding, uh-huh. but it makes sense, right? Yeah. But when it like comes to the chorus, when it comes to like the full music portion, like there's this droning sound that I can't tell if it's an instrument or a choir. You know what I mean? It's just like this, oh, and I cannot tell. But it starts off just acoustic and vocals until this big climactic portion where the drums come in and the rest of the music comes in, and it's just glorious when he comes in that's shooting the, up the octave, That's right? the reason why I like it so much. Well, It's because all this tension is building, and like from the beginning, this tension is it building. It starts off, yeah, like, like just saying, is just building. guitar and vocal only, right? Yeah. And then they add a couple instruments. Yep. They add some sonic effects, and then by the climax of the song, drums, some distorted bass, everything, and then more instruments. There's this complete tension within the music, and then it all resolves, and it just sounds beautiful. That's the reason that I really like it, is because of that climax. That's why I liked it, mm-hmm. but because nothing else made me like it, one thumb up. Okay. Which is still a good rating, actually. That means I liked it. Yeah. But on to number five, which is called Let Down. And bam, this is my favorite song on the album. The first time I listened to this album, it was my favorite. The last time I listened to it, still my favorite. This song is phenomenal. It's melodically masterful. And here's what I wrote. A rewarding treat for the ears, if not for the soul. (laughs) Nice. And I read a lot of interviews, and so this isn't random, like, internet research where it's guessing. These are what they said about it. Um, The singer talked about sentimentality and emotions and how they can be created. (coughs) Nice. Only... To reveal themselves as hollow and empty. Yeah. So what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's... It seems like a very true statement. And well, it, see, it almost... talked about... Like, when you think about sentimentality, like, being sentimental... Yeah. You think of maybe, like, one memory, right? Well, yeah, you think of memories. And then you create an artificial emotion around it. That, that I think that's what right. he's saying. Yeah, exactly. I mean... I don't agree with it. I don't agree with that at all. I mean, you think of memories... Well, this is just a, a certain uh, one way of looking at. Things. Yes, I you, you know I don't look at it the same way he does. So I, not not that I don't agree with it, I just look at it differently. Because like whenever I think about memories, like for instance uh, the Frank Turner shows. In, oh yeah, uh, in like, oh, yeah. Uh, Louisville. Yes, like we had a great time, and like I think of that fondly. But those don't feel hollow to me, though. You know? Exactly, exactly. But I think he's saying like, when you think of a specific memory that makes you like feel sad or whatever. That sadness is just manufactured from a memory. It's, you're not actually feeling that memory. Does that make sense? Yeah, that definitely makes Which sense. Which is kind of an interesting way to think of it. Because you, I, like, you can force yourself to feel away because of 
memories or sentimentals. I slightly agree with that. Definitely. I can see where he's coming from. I don't agree. Because I think if you think of a specific moment in your life and you feel an emotion, I don't think it's manufactured. I think it's literally made for a reason. Well, I think what he's... I think. I, part of part of what he's saying is that you remember how you felt in that time, and now and so you're, you're not now feeling, you're, you're, you're not feeling it for the first time. You're not feeling the you're purity of it. You're just feeling the what you remember of okay. it. Okay, and so it's not as true or as pure as it was the first time you felt it. I did not think of that before. Which that is, makes a lot more which sense. Which is kind of how I feel about it. That makes a lot more sense. I, so, I, I, I get you there. It's, it's kind of it's like the same thing with the grass is greener. Like yes. you First you think it's going to... Like at first it's the grass is greener, yes. but then eventually yes, 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 it fades yes, yes, away yes, yes. and the grass is still grows brown eventually yeah. in the winter. So, But I don't know. This song, the message is really cool. It's the second song I would recommend, Let Down. And another thing they said, not my guess, this is what they said... They were going for a Phil Spector wall of sound type type song. You, yeah. You know the wall of sound like the Yeah. It's just a big, awesome, like fifties, sixties huge huge instrumentation, a lot of yeah. sonic like things going on. Yeah. Really cool song. And so that's what they were going for. And I don't know if they achieved it in all honesty, but here's the thing. If the first time I heard the song someone said Listen to this song. Think of the think wall of sound by wall Phil of sound. by Phil Spector. Yeah, I don't think I I think of that. Okay. Um, I don't. I didn't know that about that about the song. So I, I didn't no, either. I have no reference. For I it. didn't either. And here's the thing: before I even saw the Phil Spector thing, I thought the song was sonically awesome. I thought it was great. There's a lot yeah. of instrumentation, a lot of layers, as Definitely. with all the previous songs. I love this song. Two thumbs up. I'd recommend it. Forget Phil Spector. Um, Whatever. On to the next song. This song is called uh, Karma Police. That's kind of a weird name when you think about it, right? Yeah, I mean, just when you think about the term karma. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of strange. Yeah, well, when I think of karma, I think of, obviously, uh, actions have consequences. If you do something, obviously, if it's bad, you're going to have bad consequences in the future and so anyone who kind of relies on the karma aspect thinks that if you have i don't know if you, if you act bad in accordance something along the way in the future is going to counteract that and balance everything out and so if you think of the karma police um if you do something bad the karma police are going to show up and make it right which is kind of weird because the actual police I wouldn't say work in that respect, would you say? No, nah, I wouldn't say so. But whatevs. Um, but enough about actual karma and enough about police. The song sounds really different from the rest of the album for me. Because... It's less It's less full. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. It's guitar and piano driven 100%. Karma police arrest this man da 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 but I gave the song one thumb up, which means I really liked it, but I didn't love it. Let me say what I think the best part is. Okay, yeah, I already know what you're going to say. But... The very end of the song, when he says, for a minute, I lost myself. Yeah. And that's the, that's the outro. For a minute there, I lost myself. I lost right? myself. And- 
How long yeah. do you think that goes on? Thirty seconds at least. Forty five seconds. More than that, yeah. It's this. It's this portion of the song that goes on and on and on. It is literally the best part of the song for yeah. me. Yeah. And let me tell you about the first time that I heard this album. Tell me about it. Um. Tell me about it. Wow, wow. So the first time I heard this album, I was uh, riding with one of our friends from college. His name is Brandon DeRider. Um, we were going to one of our friend's weddings. His name is Micah. And uh, whenever this song came on, I was like, whenever the, that part came up that we were just talking about, I was like, yeah. I was like, what a because great... Because you lost yourself in like, it, right? <laughs> like, what a great climax to the song. It was awesome. Anyway, continue. All right. Uh, so I gave that song one thumbs up, which means... Which is pretty good, apparently. I really like... No, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. I like that song a lot. Onward to the next song. Which is called... Which I Fitter, think you Happier. Unjustly Rated. Don't judge my ratings. Uh, here's how I rated the song. One thumb down. Mm. And one thumb neutral. No, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, neutral. That means something. Whatever. Um, I'm going to be salty about the song... Uh, like salt and vinegar chips, which are also are gross. delicious. Salt and vinegar is gross. I do not like this song. However, however, okay, however, this song is a great commentary on society. So why did you give it? No, never mind. Because I will never sit there in my car and say I want to play this song. But that's not a good nope, reason. That's though. the reason why. I'm not talking about playing this album front to back and hearing this song. If I play this album front to back, I need to hear this song. That's why I give it one thumbs down instead of two. <laughs> okay. This I will never understand your rating system. That's because you're not me. Yeah, true. Um, this is a song where I thought, okay, Google, or hey, Siri. Yeah. I have an iPhone. I'm assuming most of you know who Siri is. I'm imagining if I was to say, hey, Siri, give me a commentary on today's modern society. Yeah. And if Siri was to actually give me an honest-to-God answer, this song is the answer. Yeah, if, if Siri were, or, or Google were to give you, like, a, a realist answer or, like, a very blunt answer, like, this, this, is, it? this is what it would be. Yeah. This is it's all a, done by a computer voice. Yeah. And, like, here's the, the first lyric of the song is fitter, healthier, more productive, More productive, comfortable, and then it literally continues for another uh, two minutes, maybe a minute and a half, like two a minute minutes. and a half, yeah, a minute and forty-five seconds. And then it comes back to those same lyrics from the beginning, bitter, happier. But at the very end, it says a pig in a cage on antibiotics. Yeah, and so obviously he's talking about us as humans being pigs in a cage on antibiotics. Waiting to die. Essentially, yeah. Super depressing. That is so depressing. In the context of the album, it makes so much sense. Let me explain, though. Because that's the point of that song is not to jam out to it, though. The purpose of that song is to be a commentary on the society, apparently at that day, but also very relevant. It's very relevant. 2017. This happened in 1997. In 100%, it's still relevant. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I implore you all, even though I really disregard this song, listen to it, look up the lyrics, read them, and just think about it, okay? How contradictory is that? And that's where we, we disagree. We Let's to. agree to disagree. Handshake. Right. handshake. We're handshaking. Handshake. Disagree. And high five. And high five. Nice. All right, next song, 
Elector, uh, electioneering. Electioneering, yeah. Weird, weird name. Two thumbs up, star, recommend. Nice, it's a good song. The first of all, I, this song drew me in because it's catchy. It's memorable. It's a very much rock and roll song, right? Right, rock and roll? Yeah, definitely. But this song is more political than I thought. Have you <laughs> yeah. read the lyrics? Yeah. I uh, Obviously, it's about politicians, am I right? And essentially just rigging... Rigging elections everything. or just trying to pander to the voters, am I right? Mm-hmm. That's messed up, especially because obviously we just I went mean, through just a crazy election. What, what we went through, what, yeah, what we went through, yeah. Which we will not comment on. We will because, not comment on it because that that will because bring this episode into two hours. Here at American Brews and Tunes, we don't do politics. We do beer and music. So here you go. That's right. We only talk about the two best things in the world, not one of the worst things. Shibbity beep a dow. Shibbity beep a dow. All right. So. Essentially, he's saying that like politicians pander to their it's voters. Just, it's right? just a big scheme. Yeah, and there were some things I think were very British centric. Like there, there Probably, was like the yeah. I. That's true. This is me. I, 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 I can't I remember even, the actual line, but uh, the IMF. I didn't even think about that. They were there, from England, yes, so they're probably there are, talking about British politics. No, yeah, it's stuff I can't relate to. But after researching it, it makes sense. Yeah, but it's it's essentially a politician pandering for votes. It's messed yeah. up. And so if you think about the title, electioneering, so it's like a, a, a version of election and engineering. So yes. like you're engineering elections, essentially. Messed up. Stupid, but it's a great song. I recommend it. Definitely next song. song. Super catchy. Next, next song, which is number nine, Climbing Up the Walls. This is probably my least favorite song on the album. Not my least favorite, but... Uh, I still really like it. I gave it one thumb up. Believe okay. that, which wow. is, still says I, I like it and I would listen to it again. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's a creepy sounding song. It's really it definitely creepy. Definitely is. Yeah. There are some atonal strings things going on in the song. There's yeah. a string section going on in the background, that's just off putting and creepy. His vocals when he comes in, there is a filter that makes it sound creepy and off putting. That's why you got to remember it's from '97. Like, like this if you is, listen to The Grudge or like the, the you know the movie The Grudge, The Ring. Yeah, yeah. This song could go in those movies. Some of this stuff seems like it could be from today. Here's you some know. insight. Their singer Tom or Thom, well, just kidding, Tom, worked in a mental institute as an orderly. Did you know oh, that? I did not know that. And so he drew his experiences from that into this song. In the song, it, you're unable to escape the narrator. Like he's like, "I'll be there, whether you run away. I'll be there. Open up your skull. I'll be there, climbing up the walls." <clears throat> yeah. It's like a narrator as <clears throat> darkness, as demons, whatever it is. He'll be there, and so that's like as like a, a mental patient, a mental institution. What do you think yeah, about that? That's kind of creepy. Well, definitely, uh, definitely one thumb new- up. Definitely Next is, song, okay. no surprise. Ooh. Two thumbs up. Great song. But not one of my top three recommendations. Okay. All right. Let me tell you about uh, the very first song I listened to this, or the very uh, the first time I listened to this. Do you know what I thought? What? Guess. Be- think of the guitar at the beginning of the song. Yes. What, what do you think of? I think of this song. <laughs> 
I'll tell you what, what I thought of. of. What do you think of? Beach Boys, Wouldn't It Be Nice. Oh, really? And do you know what happened when I typed... You know, the guitar. The guitar on Beach Boys. Oh, okay. And do you know what happened when I typed this into Wikipedia? What? They said, based solely, like, specifically on Beach Boys, Wouldn't It Be Nice. Really? I felt so much validation when I saw That's that. That's interesting. Because literally, every time I thought, like, I listened to the song, I was like, this sounds so much like Beach Boys. Interesting. I never thought about that. I did, because I love that album. It is so good. This song is really good, though. But, this song is really, really happy sounding, right? The uh, melody is happy. Yes, yes. If you, if you don't listen to the words, it it's, sounds positive, uplifting, and it's in a major. Pleasant. It's in a major key. It's a very great melody. But these are some of the most depressing lyrics on the entire album. It actually has a lot of similarities to No Control. Yes. Yeah. And um, uh, Fitter, Healthier, that, that song, yeah. whatever that yep. is. Yep. It talks about this guy who's essentially like going through his mundane life, his melancholy, um, monotonous life. Doing the same thing every day and just being sad about it, like saying this is going nowhere, right? They're super depressing. Have you seen the, the music video? No, I didn't watch any of the music videos. When I was listening to the album we'll on po- YouTube... We'll post that. Vi- we'll post we'll this. Post and, that. And in fact, when we post the um, playlist that has all the songs, the music video will be included. Just watch it. It's it's really powerful video. Uh, but I'll here's, watch it tonight. You do too. Uh, here's yeah. a description for me. Essentially, Tom, the singer, uh, it is a close-up on his face, and he's in some type of like glass bowl or whatever, singing the song, and he's like mouthing the lyrics, obviously singing along. Yeah. And there's water starting to fill up the bowl. <gasps> and um, there's a big, oh my gosh. there's a big instrumental part in the middle, right? Wow. Yeah. When it, once it gets to the instrumental part, the bowl is 100% filled. Filled, really. And so like suicide wants to die, like kind of that like. You know what I mean? Depressed? No. Because he sits there for a while. But maybe. No, no, no. No maybes. I, I can't say I'm sorry. Opinion. I'm sorry. Go for a maybe. But maybe uh, think about um, the earlier in the album where he's talking to the alien. So maybe he has transcended to that next level. And, he, then, and that's when he says, Such a pretty house and such a maybe. pretty garden. So he's like comment. He's like uh, commenting on the society from that other place. I don't look at it that way, though. I don't know. Here's what I look. I'm at. I'm just it. guessing. There was a guy who was giving a commentary on the, all the stuff from the first part of the song, and then the glass fills with water, and he kills himself. Yeah. But in the music video itself, the water drains. He catches his breath and sings the very last stretch of the song. Mm. Really powerful music video for not like having any cuts. Yeah. No costume changes, no wardrobe changes. Just very, very minimalistic. So it, I literally have never seen a video like this before. And this came out in 97. 97. 1997. And literally, I saw this video last week for the first time, and it was very, very powerful, moving for me almost. Yeah. That's why... That's why I had to recommend this album for you. Yeah. It was just so crazy. Killer song, anyway. but let's move on. Yeah. Number 11, Lucky. Do you know what I gave this rating-wise? I mean, I'm looking at your 
paper right now. Zero thumbs up. Zero thumbs up. Zero, zero thumbs down. Zero thumbs well. down. Yes. So it was just uh, average. Yes. And I, I had like this was a skipper for me. I'm not gonna lie. Originally, and this this is based off my research. Originally, this song was about the Bosnian War, which is kind of related a lot, a little to like Russia, like Ukraine, like you know, like yeah, Bosnia, some stuff. I have no idea. Um, so it was meant to be really political, and then when yeah. they record it in the future, it stopped being so political, and it uh, kind of evened out a little bit. Yeah. Essentially, it became a song about a plane crash. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have much to add about this. The chorus is catchy. It's, it's, it's still it's, a good it's song. Nothing. It's just just average. Yeah. Yeah. No thumbs up, no thumbs down. It's just there. Uh, Let's move on to the next song. 12, which is called uh, Tourist. The Tourist. Do you like the song? I do, yes. I read that the song is about him watching American tourists around France. <laughs> That's kind Running of funny. around, <laughs> trying to catch all the sights. That's kind of funny, actually. So you can't, yeah. What sense. do you imagine when you think of that? I imagine a older, older gentleman and an older lady, maybe with their young child, running around with a, their camera... Trying to take pictures of the Louvre or the Eiffel Tower. But going, frantic, right? Or going up in the Eiffel Tower like, oh my gosh, we have to see everything as soon as possible and we have no time to rest. Which is frantic, right? Yeah, frantic, yeah. And uh, I didn't say it before, but this is the last song on the album. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying... So is this the alien? He's saying, slow down. Slow down. Oh, I love that. Because... I think he's going to go for a more overarching theme, right? Like, obviously, you're going through life. You don't want to rush to things, right? Are you going to rush, Jesse? Exactly. You're not going to rush. Uh, Why? You got to savor the flavor. If you're eating a good steak, you can't just... Savor the flavor. If you're eating a good steak, you cannot just chow it down. You got to savor it, man. And that's what he's saying. I mean, literally, he's not saying that, but essentially, he is. Um. <clears throat> yeah. He's saying, "Don't rush through life without acknowledging the important parts that you passed." Yeah, through. exactly. How about this? Don't rush through life, just trying to see all the sights. Yes. Look at all no, the no, small no, no, things. No, 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 no. Seeing all the sights is fine. But don't just do that. Don't rush to get to the next site. Don't rush for the the end goal. The journey is more important. Than the end goal, right? This is the tortoise and the hare. Yes, the journey is the most important part. I give this one thumb up. Okay, that's pretty good, apparently. So, give me your five songs that you recommend first, okay. and then I'll go. To um, mine. The first track that I want to recommend on the album "No Control" by Bad Religion is, of course, "No Control." Track okay. track number three. Second song is track number five, "Automatic Man." Third song is track number six. I want to conquer the world. The third, uh, fourth song, track number eight, is called Henchman. Track number four is track ten, called You. And then the last song that I want to recommend is the last song on the album. Which is? Which is The World Won't Stop. All right, Steve, you go through your three. Here's my three songs. If you're going to listen to OK Computer by Radiohead, please... Listen to these three songs. Let Down, Subterranean Homesick Alien, uh, and Electioneering. 
Well, I just think the whole album is phenomenal, dude. It I mean, is. I mean, that's why I recommended it to you. Um, but this is why I think that OK Computer is different from um, No Control. No Control has a lot of songs that have a similar similar feel, right? OK Computer, across the board, it's very different, right? Yeah. But both albums have merit. Definitely, yeah, exactly. And so with uh, with that, let's finish our beers real quick. Give our last ratings and let's sign off. Okay. Let's say the uh, the key the, phrase. Key phrase. The key phrase. Yep. Shibbity beep a dow. All right. Let's, your, uh, uh, your rating change at all? Um, I think it's probably about the same actually. Uh, mine got better. Really? Yes. Uh, the hops actually kind of uh, presented themselves a little bit more. More present. More present. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. As it warmed up. And. Once again, this has been Bruising Tunes. No, with... well, we still have to recommend albums for next week. Oh, good call, good call. Yeah. For you, I recommend The Anthem by Les and Jake. Oh, nice. And? For you, I would recommend uh, Vampire Weekend's album, Contra. Okay. I have never heard that it's, whole album. It's their second studio album. Word. So. And let's sign off with the key phrase. The key phrase again? Yeah. Shibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibib